Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 61. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. We are back from our summer break. I hope that you had a wonderful and exciting summer with those that you loved. We had a very exciting summer. We had our sixth baby girl, Brielle Dawn, was born this summer, and we've just had a wonderful summer getting to know her and enjoying her growing and seeing her with her sisters. It's just it's just been a beautiful summer. So Thank you so much for understanding during the break, and I'm so glad to be back here with you. Today, if you are someone who has ever said, I want to change, but I don't have the willpower, then this is going to be the episode for you, because we are going to talk all about willpower. But first, let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts and our minds In this space today, as we talk about the changes that you call us to, help to give us the wisdom to see you've given us free will and we get to choose. We get to choose how we think, how we show up in our everyday life, and it doesn't have to be because of willpower. Help us to recognize that we can rely on you rather than relying on our willpower. Help us to use these tools, use these tools for your glory. Yes, this in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, so today, since we're coming back from our summer breaks, and we are just going to talk about getting started again. And when you want to get started again on something, oftentimes, you think you need to use your willpower to do it. And so for many of you, if you're listening in real time, you're just in that transition stage. You're transitioning between summer and the school year. And for most, that means kind of a schedule change. You're sending to school or if you're homeschooling. For many, the start of the school year almost feels like a mini New Year's. We have goals and plans and expectations for the coming year. So getting back into a routine might have you thinking about things that you want to change. And this year, you know, maybe you're saying this year, we're going to be on time. Or this year, I'm going to make exciting lunches every day. Or this year, I'm not going to lose my temper when my kid refuses to do his math. Whatever our ideas might be for the upcoming year, one thing we often lean on is our willpower. Willpower is defined as self-control to do something, or restraining your impulses. Willpower is limited. Most of us only have about 15 minutes of willpower a day. And that is why at the end of a stressful day, it is so much more difficult to stick to our goals. We've already used up all of our willpower. And then we have to start white knuckling it, trying to get through. I like to define willpower is when we break our model, okay? And if you've been following along with the podcast, you know what the model is. The model is that our circumstances are neutral. 
and then we have a thought and that thought creates a feeling and that feeling leads to our actions and our actions are what gives us a result. Okay, and so that is the model. Our thoughts creating our feelings which lead to our actions which give us our results. That's the model. And so when we are in the middle of a model, we've had a thought and then we have our feeling and we decide to act in a different way than what we're feeling, <clears throat> that is our willpower. That takes willpower. It takes effort to break a model. Our brain wants to work in that mode of thought, feeling, action, result. And so when we sit there and we have this thought and then we have a feeling and we say, no, I'm not going to act on that feeling. That's when our willpower, that's when it's time to use our willpower. Okay. That's when we have that sensation of white knuckling it. Our brain is trying to spin one way with our thought, but we're white knuckling it to get our brain to go in the other direction. So what if you didn't have to use willpower to change? I know it sounds crazy because we've heard our whole lives that we need to have good willpower, that we need to build the muscle of our willpower, that that's really important if we want to change. But what if we could make a few adjustments to the way that we think and make the need for willpower almost disappear? There are three steps that can help you to stop relying on your willpower. First of all, the first one is commitment. When you are so committed, you don't need to use your willpower. So think about it. You're very committed to your marriage, so you don't cheat on your husband. Even when you see some cute guy, you're not going to just go cheat on your husband because you're so committed to your marriage. You're very committed to not doing drugs. <clears throat> so you don't just go out and do drugs. Okay. You're committed to brushing your teeth every day. So you brush your teeth every day. No willpower needed there. So start asking why, why do I want to make this change? Why does it matter? What will I gain and what will I lose? And get really clear on your commitment. If you want to change your eating, then you have to make your sugar look like having an affair or doing drugs. It's just not worth it. You are so committed to losing that weight that the sugar is not worth it. If you wanted to start exercising, you're going to make your workout look like brushing your teeth. It's the most normal and necessary thing to your commitment to yourself. I want you to write down your commitment to write down and remind yourself often why this is so important to you. Because when we're committed, we don't need the willpower. Our brain just knows this is what we're doing. The second of the three things to help us rid our rid ourselves of having to use willpower is planning ahead. Our brains want to keep us safe. They want to keep us safe at all costs. When we're stressed, we go into that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn mode, and we cannot problem solve from that place. We can't make, but instead we can make decisions ahead of time. And we can be so committed to the decisions that we make that when the moment comes, we aren't making the decision in that moment. It's already made. And so since that decision's already made, no willpower is needed. 
You don't have to stare at the brownies at the potluck because you've already decided that you're not going to eat those. This does require trusting yourself and knowing yourself, knowing your triggers and trust that you have the integrity to follow through. There's another podcast episode. There's actually two all about trust. And so if you're feeling like you really don't have that trust for yourself, I highly recommend you go and, and um, listen to those episodes as well. So finally, you've got your commitment. You have, you're making the decisions ahead of time when you're calm and in a good place and good state of mind. You're making those decisions. You're sticking to them. So then finally, we're going to work on changing your thoughts. We're going to have a new thought model ready so that you don't have to break your model. Okay. So when we have our model, we're going to have an unintentional model. That's the model that just pops into your brain. That's the one that just happens all on its own. And we're going to move it into an intentional model, the thoughts that we want to be thinking so that we have the feelings we want to have and the actions we want to have to give us the results that we want to have. Okay, so first of all, with your unintentional model, you want to write it down. See what's there. And you're going to see a thought, and then you're going to see a feeling. And you want to let yourself feel that feeling. Feel it in your body. Identify what those sensations are like. Let yourself experience it. Okay, and then we're going to move into... When we're starting to feel calmer and more peace about it, we're going to move into that intentional thought. So let's do an example. Okay. The kids are screaming. Okay. It's evening time. The kids are screaming and you have this thought and that's your circumstance. And you have this thought, it's never going to get better. And when you have this thought, it's never going to get better. Then you're going to feel trapped. None of us like to feel trapped. When we feel trapped, we want to exert control over something. We want to add dopamine into our system. And we also want to escape. And so we often do that through buffering. And buffering is when we do something rather than feeling our feelings. It might be eating or it might be drinking or shopping or scrolling on your phone or binging Netflix, but it is something that helps you to escape those feelings, that feeling of trapped. And so in our example, we're going to have our activity. We decide that we are going to buffer and we're going to buffer with food because food gives us a a good dopamine hit. We feel like we have a little more control because we're putting that into our body. And, and it is, taking the place of our feeling trapped. Okay. So the kids are screaming. We have this thought. It's never going to get better. We feel trapped and we start mindlessly eating. And then our result is we're gain weight. We didn't make the, the change that we had wanted to make. We've gained weight. So instead we can move into that intentional model. So the kids are still screaming. But we make a plan. We make that plan ahead of time because we know that this is something that happens and we write down what we would rather think. And we make a plan for ourselves. This is what I'm going to do when the kids are screaming. Okay, and you're going to decide this is what I'm going to do. 
So then when the moment comes, <clears throat> your thought is going to be, oh, I prepared for this. I know what to do. I know what to do. And so then you're going to feel confident. And we know what to do when we have a plan in place. We feel confident. And so you're going to think, I know what to do. You're going to feel confident. And then your action is going to be to implement that plan. You're going to implement that plan. And then your result is that you didn't even think about the food. You didn't go for the food. And so in that moment, you stuck with your plan and you made the changes you needed to help you lose weight and no willpower was needed. Okay? When we don't have to break that model, we don't have to use our willpower. This is actually how I lost over 100 pounds between my fifth and sixth baby. And I'm gearing up to lose the baby weight again. And so this is how I'm going to do it without using willpower. All right? And if you want to join me on that, there's going to be more information coming out in the next month or so about how I'm going to lose the baby weight and you can come and join me and we'll do it all without using willpower. But it isn't just for food or exercise or weight loss that you can do this. You can use this for anything you want to change in your life, but find yourself using willpower and white knuckling it through. So let's do another example. Let's talk about yelling at the kids. Okay. So we have this circumstance that the kids are doing something. Maybe they're screaming, maybe they're running around, maybe they're fighting together, whatever it might be, whatever circumstance triggers you, the kids are doing that. And you have this thought, you think they shouldn't be doing that. And when you think that thought, they shouldn't be doing that, you maybe have this feeling of, of being out of control. Okay. Or maybe you have this feeling like a failure because they shouldn't be doing that, but they are. And so then you feel like maybe you're a failure as a mom. And so from those painful feelings, those, those um, scary feelings of being out of control or feeling like a failure, you yell. You respond to what they're doing by yelling, by getting upset. And that makes complete sense, okay? It makes complete sense that you've gone to that place. But then the result of that is you feel disconnection. You're disconnected from your family, your kids. Maybe you also feel pretty guilty for yelling so much. So what could you do instead? Well, you could try to you could try your willpower. You know, the, the kids are doing whatever they're doing and you think they shouldn't be doing that and you're feeling out of control and you use that willpower. You grit your teeth and you keep your mouth shut or you're, you you um, handle the situation but you can just feel the, the, those emotions boiling under the surface. When we break our model, in an earlier episode I talk about, in the episode about feelings, go back and watch that if you haven't yet, we talk about how our feelings are like holding a beach ball on the surface of a pool. When we let ourselves feel our feelings, that beach ball just floats there. But when we push our feelings under the surface, it's very hard to control them. And so when we use our willpower to break our model, it's like pushing that beach ball under the surface. That's why it was so hard. That's why we feel like we're white knuckling it. Okay. So if we're going to break this model, we're still having those feelings. We're just not acting on those feelings and we're not allowing ourselves to feel them. Okay. So instead, instead we can get really committed. We can say, okay, I'm not going to be, 
I'm not going to be the yelling mom anymore. I'm going to try hard not to yell. And we can make a plan. When the kids do this, this is how I'm going to respond. <clears throat> These are going to be the consequences. This is how we're going to work it out. And then we can write down our unintentional model, allow ourselves to feel through those feelings and process that. And then we work on our intentional model, which instead, when the kids start doing kid stuff, that usually drives us crazy, we can have the thought, this is what kids do. Or, I have a plan for this. Or, God knew I would be in this moment, so I know I can handle this. And from thoughts like that, we're going to have a sense of calmness or peace or still that confidence of having the plan and knowing what we're going to do, then our action is going to be that we handle the situation. We handle it from that place of calm and conf calm and confidence. We're not yelling. And then we stay connected and our home becomes more the home we wanted it to be in the first place. And no willpower was necessary. Okay, so today this is pretty simplified, but in Beckend, our monthly membership, we deep dive into this and really teach you how to do this, how to make the changes in your life without using your willpower. So if you're someone who thinks that change is impossible because you don't have willpower, you're right. You don't have the willpower because you only have 15 minutes a day, but you do have these tools to make change happen without willpower, or at least without as much willpower. If you want to learn more about this and implementing it, then the link in the show notes is there so that you can come and join us in Beckend. By having a commitment and planning ahead, changing your thoughts, you can enact this change that you want to see in your life and no willpower is necessary. And when we start making these changes in our lives, then we become one step closer to living our life worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. God bless.